I think his saying was yeah, lame. Yeah. I'll I need say to do it again. What? Yeah, yeah. Do it. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. If you're just joining us, Theo Dorsey has, uh, it didn't offend me. All I'm saying is he shocked me. <laughs> Um, can, can we hear one more time the moment in which Theo Dorsey, just minutes ago here on ESPN 106.3, said that Neil Armstrong's famous, as he's walking down the steps of Apollo 11 on that July evening in 1969, mm. about to become the first human to put his, his space boot on the surface of the moon, the grainy surface of the moon, and he said... This is one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Here are the thoughts of Theo Dorsey on that historic saying. I think his saying was lame. I'll say it. What? I mean, I still can't believe it. Early reviews are in. Brandon messages in. What an L. What an for, L for, for me Theo. Or, no, for you. How is it an L for me? I, what are your feelings on um, on uh, I have a dream? What are your feelings on the only thing we have to fear? Fear itself. Uh, that was what hard. are your What are your your thoughts on ask not what you can do for your country or ask not what your yeah you ask not what you can do for your country but your country can do for you. Um. Okay. Ask not what the country. So he was saying that what can the country do for you or what you can do for your country? All right, it was JFK. Let me just make sure that it was ask right. not. How do you feel about what? You can do for your country, but what your he wouldn't say that he was saying the other way around. Yeah, about us. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There we go. Solving honestly, world hunger and everything. No, 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 no. no. We didn't solve world hunger. <laughs> the world is hungry. Very much. T- <laughs> we suck <Yes>. at that. <laughs> we suck at that. We are bad. That was, that was about the most accurate uh, <laughs> summation of the current state of the world right now uh, that I've heard. I will say, nothing to fear but fear itself is a elite. Do you know bar. who said it? Um, that was. Roosevelt. Yes, FDR. FDR. Because there were two of them. Frankly, F- yeah, FDR. Well, Eleanor? Was well, Eleanor was, was the fir- his first Teddy lady. Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah Teddy Roosevelt right. was... How did uh, I forget Teddy? Um, Big Teddy. No, that was a bar, and honestly, when I heard that as a kid, I was like, whoa, this dude, he's speaking. He's speaking. I, I would never forget hearing that and being like, yeah, he's kind of right. Um, <laughs> But when I heard... yes. What Neil Armstrong had to say? I'm distracted. I'm trying to come up with this. Uh, I know. That's JFK okay. Quote. When just I keep heard, filling, and then I'll I'll jump back yes, in a second. As a kid, I'm just giving you initial reaction. As a kid, when I heard what Neil Armstrong had to say, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this dude is a scientist, an, an astronaut, a genius. Mm-hmm. He's spent his whole life with mm-hmm. one mission. He's mm-hmm. wanted to make this again huge leap right. for mankind and get Americans to the moon first. We won. We did it. This is incredible. It's a monumental moment. It's historic. He had all that time going up in the ship. How long did Apollo 11 take? Uh, I believe it was like two weeks there and back. Okay. So I thought it was was longer. But even two weeks. Even give me a week. Give me a week on 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 a ship going up. And I know I have to say the most important words of my life. Yeah. That's, I'm grading it on a scale, people. Now, if he was freestyling and he just said that, oh, my gosh. What a what a great dude. What a great dude. What a great bar. I'm just saying for a cooked up bar with all that time oh and anticipation. God. This is disgusting. It was underwhelming. Yeah. I am. I am. It was. And uh, that's not. 
By the way, second astronaut on the moon, Buzz Aldrin. Right. Like I, I Buzz. Known right. That. I said shout out my boy. We knew that. And what's great about Buzz Aldrin, too, is that if if you walk up to him and infer that you don't believe that the moon landing actually happened. Well, bam! Yeah, he'll punch you. He punches people? He, oh, he, yeah. And it's great. I did not it, know it, that. He has old man strength beyond anything we've ever seen. Talk about no filter. No filter. I kind of want to get punched by Buzz. And a sick right, right hook. Um, JFK, uh, the the inauguration quote, asks not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. That's, that is That should be what coaches are saying to their Teams everywhere, like that's also a great what, bar. What would Theo have said, other than one small uh, step for man, one giant leap for mankind? What, what an absolute epic, epic summation and of the enormity of the event. Yes. And what would you have said? Hey, I'm on the moon. Hey, drop some lame Drizzy Drake quote. Yeah, what if, what if Theo Drake stepped down the ladder? What yet. if Theo stepped down the ladder? He puts his foot on the surface. The 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 world is listening to him, and he goes, "We here now." Like, come on. <laughs> That's exactly what he would have gone made it. We made it. We got <laughs> we, there. We made it. Oh, made boy, it. that was scary. I almost bleeped my pants. <laughs> Which would have been more memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Chris in West Palm on ESPN 106.3. I hate what this show has become. I'm, I'm very sorry. sorry. Uh, Chris, go ahead. Hey, it's, it's a comical conversation because you can agree with both sides. Um to me, the landing on the moon, I'm, I'm going to have to side with this gentleman. Not to say that it was lame, but if you knew you were going to land on the moon, I feel like you could have come up with something thank, a lot better. Thank oh you. my thank you. God. It wasn't like so he just I'm woke gonna up. Be the voice, I'm going to be the voice that actually supports him, and I'm even going to go a step further so you guys can think I'm crazy. Uh-oh. What has the landing on the moon done for us lately? What are we doing on the moon up there? We got there. We landed there. It's amazing. We can do it. But now what? Here's a guy who gets it. Uh, now He has no clue what we do, though. I get it. Uh, and the fact that you're comparing his quote to landing on the moon to some of these other amazing yes, quotes. That, yes. Like I said, I'm playing the, the advocate here. I'll play both sides. That you're playing are the devil. Quotes. I'm not taking anything away from him landing on the moon and making this quote. Yes. However, I don't think it's in the same league of comparison. So it's it's a fun conversation, man. I like it. Let's have some fun with it. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Of all the calls I've heard on this show since its inception, that one right there couldn't have been more on point, astute in its analysis, as well as efficiency of words. Everything that dude said carried power. Ken, you know what just happened right there? Theo texted somebody. <laughs> he texted somebody. Hey, here's I the number, 888-760-3776. Help me out here. I don't I'm know. drowning. I don't know that man. He's a great guy. We landed on the damn moon! What's that incredible about that? It's the moon! <laughs> I, Ken, you're missing the point. We think it's incredible that we landed on the moon. It's his bar that was underwhelming. The accomplishment was just enormous. It was amazing. I'm, I'm speechless. I'm speechless thinking of the accomplishment of landing on the moon. But I got a lot of thoughts on what he said when he got there. Like when Christopher Columbus landed on Hispaniola, did people say, what has Chris done for me lately? And he brought whole ass smallpox over and it killed everybody. I was about to say, Chris did more 
He did more damage than he did good. And he also wasn't even. That's a whole other conversation. But, but, I'm not. We went to the moon. We put humans in a tin can and we shot them to the moon. What have we? What has it done for us lately? I don't know. But we went to the moon. We could take pictures and stuff, and we have a. A flag up there, which is again, go America. And uh, when uh, when Apollo took off to to head back to Earth, it knocked the flag over. Oh, so the flag's laying down. The flag's now? Ju- the flag's just laying down. Oh, now that the surface of the moon. They should have thought that went through. Yeah, probably their propulsion. And the, but uh, but they thought about God, the little selfie stick. God forbid they were. God forbid they were were too busy thinking about how not to have these astronauts die. Well, they should have been thinking of a better bar for Neil Armstrong. They should have had a team of writers. Oh my god! Hopefully, hopefully, even a look. writers' room. Was it a writers' strike in '69? Go back I, and look that up. I can't believe this, man. So you're anti NASA? I'm not anti NASA. I'm a Houston it. guy. I'm, Say I'm, it with your I'm chest. From Space City. I love NASA. I grew We're up going Space to Space City here in Florida. No, Houston Space City. They don't even they they don't even launch we, rockets from Houston. Is yeah. it the Kennedy Space? Houston's where are yeah, yeah, like the capital NASA, of the country? NASA mission control. Google is Space City. Houston. Houston, who who has the problem? Is it oh Florida? We have no Theo has the problem. <laughs> uh, Roy in Boynton on ESPN one hundred six. Don't screw this up, Roy. Hi, Roy. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we today? Oh, Good. I was better earlier. Yes, I would understand that, Theo. I have much respect for you. Thank you. I love Hampton University. Yes. I was wondering what what courses of study did you study at Hampton <laughs> University? Okay. Right next to Langley Air Force Base. Um, we got. Uh, oh, what's up? Oh, so you, you know a little something about the seven five. Okay, so we had uh, journalism and communications one hundred one. I had journalism and communications two hundred one, three hundred one. Okay, four hundred four. So it's a statement that fully captures what, for centuries, people have been fascinated with, which is journeying to that silver thing in the sky known as the moon. Mm-hmm. In one sentence, Mr. Armstrong captured the enormity of the accomplishment and the humbleness and the smallness of an individual. One small step for a man. A giant leap. The cell phone that I'm talking to you on right now, what have you done for me lately, would not have existed without these pioneers in technology. So, you know, to compare it to... Drake laying down some kind of bar. Yeah. I think the statement is prophetic and excellent. And again, Theo, I love you, man. I love your show. You guys entertain me all day. So I appreciate it. I appreciate that. You know what? That was well put. Thank you. And you said it much better and more eloquently than I could have about the, the, the Neil Armstrong quote. And what I will give Roy, he's right in this. The efficiency of that quote was good. Now, were they two fragments put together? What kind of punctuation did he use? Because I don't know if it was just one sentence. It was imperative. It, it, was, a, it was a period. It was a period, so two sentences. So I think its simplicity is its beauty. I agree. Yes. The yes. last thing I want is him is him going on some long, drawn-out <laughs> diatribe about the significance when he summed it up in like eight, nine words. That did the job. Also, didn't he jump out of there? Or was it just? Was it? A- you have to jump. Yeah, okay. you, he, I mean. So he didn't uh, do one Well, he didn't step. jump. He had a ladder, but I think the first rung 
because they didn't know how deep the ladder was going to sink into the soil. They didn't know much about the soil yeah. and how deep it was because they had never been there. So they made the the bottom rung significantly higher than where it would make contact with the right. surface because they didn't know if it was going to sink in. Yeah. And then he kind of, so it wasn't really like necessarily just like a small step. It was more of like a. It was like a, yeah, it was a, it was a bigger step. Which lets me know that he cooked the bar up thinking it might be a small step. And it kind of was like, you know. But well, it's still in the grand scheme of things, one man on the surface of another celestial body. Like what? I mean, Stone is Stone is beside himself. This I, is I feel I know. I, I feel terribly about this for everybody. I've never felt good it's about this. It's un-American, I've I think, never, at its core. It, it's not un-American because I said go America before I said it. So that cancels it out. <laughs> that, <laughs> it's like a double negative. Oh, uh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Continue. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but also in... <laughs> For real though, I said go America <laughs> before that point. No, but for real though, I I've always felt this way, and I've said it before, and I've gotten a sort of backlash around it. You think? But I still stand by the fact that we might have different like levels of like my criteria is different than y'all. Y'all are cool with what Neil said. I'm just saying when I level it up to the accomplishment he made, which is if, if I'm taking from y'all the greatest human accomplishment. I mean, he says he wouldn't be calling on a phone if dude didn't get on the moon. I mean, there's different technologies. I think yeah, he would still be able to uh, call on the phone. Uh, I don't know, though. He didn't, just not no moon yeah. rocks in that damn phone. In a phone booth, what are you taking here? Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee? Hey. Or Neil Armstrong's? Hey. Sorry, Cassius. <laughs> Sorry, Cassius. Yeah. It's just that simple, Theo. Yeah, float like a flow like that's different, but you're right. Flow like a butterfly, sting like Cassius a bee. Cassius might agree too. Yeah, I would he say would. I would say 100% that's not as good as it does rhyme um when you get to the full thing, but it's not as good as Neil Armstrong. Uh, if, okay. I would agree, if Neil Armstrong rhymed it, then I would agree with you. <laughs> Man and mankind is equivalent to a rhyme. I don't I think. think he should rhyme it though. No, 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 but you shouldn't rhyme it though. You should know. The the powerfulness of it is man in like Roy was saying Man, man, individual, man, man, a human organism, yeah, man, mankind. and then mankind, humanity as a whole. That's the that's that's the enormity of the quote, right? Yeah, that's the substance. If he rhymed it, then I'd be like, oh, that's corny. Um, like, um, uh, <laughs> we made it to the moon, making all the ladies swoon. Like, that's not good. That <laughs> that wouldn't be good. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like guys. why 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 uh, they, is that guy, the, uh, who's the guy that called in who wants to like live to 100 so he can like have as much Garcia Garcia, Garcia. Garcia yeah. did Garcia text you that quote <laughs> are you taking Gandhi's over it like give me some Gandhi give me some you, you must be the, <laughs> you must be the change you wish to see in the world um, that's good stuff but it's not good for a moon land about Mark Twain right the two most important Don't, days in your life are the day you are born and, and the, the day, day you re- find out that's why. Hard. That's pretty good. That yeah, is, that's good. Mark Twain snapped. But it, Mark Twain. But he thought about that. He did. <laughs> that wasn't off the cuff. I know. I know. But this neither was Neil Armstrong's. And that is the point. That is the point. That's the only point I'm making. Like what Neil Armstrong had to say, it was cooked for a very, very long time. All right. You have to grade it with that kind of a curve. It was cooked for a very long time. He, he practiced it. He told other people about it, I'm sure. Got some feedback on it. And that's what he came up with. And I'm just saying, if you're doing something that monumental, you can give me more. You can do better than that. That's a B plus. Yeah, we best. landed near a crater, and we're on the moon. Don't be jealous. Don't be a hater. God, that would have been Wait, forgotten in a day. No. Yeah we, <laughs> yeah, we landed near a crater. Yeah, I'm on the moon. Don't be a hater. 
That was terrible, though, Ken. I think that will be remembered more because of how bad it was. I'm just trying to come up. Like, Stone seems like it has to rhyme. So I'm just trying to come up with. It's just got to, yeah, attach itself to the second part. Like, it's got to make a little bit of sense on the back end. It's got to come together. Or it could just be one statement. They don't got to have a front and back end. Like, you know. They say the moon's made of cheese. That ain't true. Now show me some respect, please. (laughs) What about. This is right up Theo's alley, and I hate these. Wait, what? Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Who said that? Oscar Wilde. That I, I don't like that one as much. J. Cole has a line, though. He says, Oh, my God. Be you. That's when it sounds beautiful. And honestly. Oh, that's terrible. It's a great bar. No. That's terrible that's is what really that bad. is. Be you. That's when it sounds beautiful. Neil. It's- Neil. We're sorry. We're sorry. Your family and friends, because he's no longer around. Yeah. Um, but for those of the Armstrong estate, don't be mad at us, nor sue us. Um, we're sorry for Theo's actions. Uh, I thought we were a team. I thought we did it together. Uh, we did. <laughs> and then you, you, you diminished Neil Armstrong. <laughs> Holy hell. Uh, that's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. And we'll try and do something from here. Uh, it's Lavica Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Lavica Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Uh, I don't even know what to do, so I'm going to tell you about Prize Picks. It's the best daily fantasy. And last night, guess who was a winner? Playing some Monday night daily fantasy on Prize Picks. This guy. Uh, 20 for 200, a little pick four action. I love it. Tonight, baseball playoffs right back at it. Getting back, doing that work, making that cash with prize picks. And I can help you. Use the promo code KLV, KLV, promo code KLV, and double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. The best daily fantasy. What a community it is, too. I mean, it is super fun. And there are people who connect via prize picks across the country, across the planet. Prize picks. Prize picks. Use that promo code KLV. KLV. That's KLV. And double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, we were, we, we started the show uh, talking about uh, fighting for their fudging life. The, uh, the, the, the NFL people fighting for their fudge in life most. Uh, RG3 last night got a little loose. A little loose on the set of Monday Night Countdown. And it sounded like at first, at first hear, at first listen, that the man flat out dropped an F-bomb on national television. Yeah. Uh, a whole national television. Let's just hear it real quick. This is what it sounded like on ESPN, RG3. Talking about his contract. He's out there fighting for his fudge in life, man. He was talking about uh, Lamar Jackson, and that definitely sounded like the F word. Especially on Twitter. Now, yeah. I will tell you this, Ken and Stone. Even when I sent the RG3 stuff and we were talking about it back and forth in our group chat, the show chat we have, and I played the clip from Twitter over and over, it always sounded like he said the F word. It always. wasn't until I got in studio and heard it on these you know, great speakers we have here. Yeah the clarity of him saying it. So I do wonder, for our listeners, does it sound like the F word on the radio? It's a good call. I don't know. Play it one more time, Stone. Play one more time, RG3, last night, Monday Night Countdown. We start talking about his contract. He's out there fighting for his fudging life, man. 
Does that sound like the F word to you listening right now? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. I can assure you it's not. Yeah, it's not. And perhaps we have played it so often now and told you what it is that your brain is just telling you that's what it is, and so that's what your ears hear. The human brain is very, very uh, fascinating like that. Um, but let's isolate it real quick, Stone. Let's just isolate it real quick so we can, uh, once again, uh, FCC, you can uh, you can bleep off because this is this is fudge, fudge. Contract. He's out there fighting for his fudging life, man. That's right. Fudge. Fudge. Um, so we were asking who who in the NFL other than Lamar Jackson is just fighting for their fudging life right now. I saw Bill Belichick. That guy is taking criticism, firestorm from all around. I mean, that guy, you've got Mike Greenberg saying it's the end of an era. You've got Stephen A. Smith saying that Bill Belichick should be relieved of his duties if he does not step away from the general manager role. I mean, it is rough times out there for someone who many consider to be the greatest coach of all time, and he hasn't been the same. He's sub-500 without Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Theo says Bryce Young, I mean, he's fighting for his fudge in life. He has a poor coach. He has a poor organization. He's got a meddling owner. Uh, he's getting beat up, so he might be literally fighting for his, his fudge in life. Yeah. Um, and uh, Stone, did we ever get to yours? Uh, no, we did not. I, I apologize for that. Uh, we get caught up talking uh, with uh, uh, <laughs> centenarian uh, skydivers who have since passed and, uh, and, and famous quotes. Yeah. Um, who's, who's fighting for their fudge in life to Stone Lebanowitz? This one's easy. You can't go wrong with a good old Russell Wilson. I mean, the one and four Denver Broncos. And I, I think for me, he was always, for my coaches and my elders, he was always the standard, right? You have to do things like Russell Wilson. You have to be a leader like Russell Wilson. And he's on the verge of losing absolutely every bit of what he used to be. Kind of feels like that career is way, way, way in the twilight, if not the sunset now. And he won't be remembered as a champion. Like, his legacy is on the verge of being completely just blown into smithereens. And and, and by the time that I'm 40 and these kids have come about, it's not like they're going to remember the Legion of Boom or what Russell Wilson did and how he was kind of, like I said, the standard, the gold standard when it came to quarterbacking and how to handle yourself. If, If it ended today... Or if it ends with him being benched by Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's play that hypothetical because it seems like it's probably headed that direction. Sean Payton looks like a guy who wants to make an example of Russell Wilson. So it ends with Russell Wilson being benched in Denver a year and a half into a blockbuster trade. Okay, What is Russ more remembered for? Winning a Super Bowl with the Seahawks or the interception at the goal line in the Super Bowl into a disaster with the Denver Broncos. What, what is Russ's on-field football legacy? Ooh, I, like, have... I think that's tough. I almost do feel like I agree with Stone. Some of this, late, this later stuff, post-Super Bowl win, probably puts the great accomplishments in the shadow. The, and the funny thing is he has a more recent Super Bowl championship than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But, yeah, and but, he beat Aaron Rodgers to get to his second one. Yeah, I, I would say this. When you, think about, when you think about pivotal moments, polarizing moments, or even just highlights of his career, or even that Seahawks run, like even when you think about that Seahawks championship team, you think about the Legion of Boom. You think about that Marshawn Lynch run um, against, the, what was it, the Saints? Yep. Where, where there was a literal earthquake out in Seattle. What Russell Wilson play specifically do you really recall from that run? I remember Richard Sherman 
you know, scaring Aaron Andrews on the post-game interview after he wow. locked up Michael Crabtree, mm. good or bad. I'm just saying, like, the Seahawks' run was more defined by the guys around Russell Wilson than it was about his electric play. And his play didn't really pick up, and his numbers didn't start going crazy until afterwards, but it didn't come with the wins. And then the play that we'll never forget from Russell Wilson is the picks, not the pick six, but the interception of Malcolm Butler to lose the Super Bowl. I mean, it legitimately gave Malcolm Butler a name. It gave him a contract. And a contract. And a new car. And a new car. Yeah. I think if me, I'm a football junkie, so I can think back on these types of plays. But Javon Kirsch, the kind of bobbled catch on the sideline that landed right in the basket. Yeah, that was a great one. Does that have anything to do with Russell Wilson throwing up a 50-50 ball? Kind of. Yes. Sort of. What about about the throw? What about the throw to win the NFC championship game in overtime over the Packers? Um, Which one? (laughs) See, that's but that's what I'm saying. That's the problem. Because that was that was maybe the sickest throw of his career. I I can't even picture it. I remember the Javon Kirsch one. Because of the you know the, the way in which yeah the fail Mary yeah yeah but you're right but that's the problem I think that therein lies the problem because also in the Super Bowl when they won it it was just a blowout there was no moment from that Super Bowl right. the biggest moment from that was uh, the snap going over Peyton Manning's head yeah. and then everything falling apart yeah we more that. so remember a bad Peyton Manning and a bad Broncos performance than a good Seahawks win and it was just an elite defense that had its way so it's like and it, it just was a boring Super Bowl it was fun if you were a Peyton Manning hater like myself growing up but it was boring for most people. <laughs> So there was, there is no super duper electric career highlight that you think about with him, and there is one really, really low light. I think it's like maybe the worst Super Bowl moment I can think of in my lifetime with him throwing the ball on the goal line for an interception. So yeah, it's going to be rough for his uh, legacy. Stone, can we uh, can we get to a Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium, please? Hut! Green! Hut! No, there's a man down. Ah, my poor, poor, fast running back son, Devon Achan. He has a knee injury that will, according to the NFL Network and ESPN, keep him out, quote, a couple of weeks. But then an additional report from NFL Network says it's going to be taken, quote, week to week. So I don't know what to think. I'm very sad about this. Uh, it's thankful that Jeff Wilson looks like he's about to come back after being placed on IR. They have opened his 21-day uh, comeback window, his training window the Dolphins have. Uh, and so Devon Achan, though, who is the front runner by a wide margin for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Not a wide margin. Yes, a wide margin. Puka, I mean, Bijan's Puka behind. Nakua, Puka Nakua, you can't say a wide margin. Wide margin. It's I mean, not a on. wide margin. It's a wide margin. Stone, let's, can, can you... Between who? Devon Achan and Puka Nakua and Bijan Robinson. I think Bijan Robinson leads the pack right now. How about oh, you're forgetting one guy? Out there in Space City in C.J. Stroud, who's also lighting it up. Like, Offensive Rookie of the Year was going to be a race yeah, this year, no, no matter what. there's no such thing as a wide margin. Those not four margin. are almost neck and neck. It's almost on a week-to-week basis. I'm having a hard one. time, though, trusting anything Theo says after his new <laughs> I, 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 I hear I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to sleep on this, I think. <laughs> uh, but Devon Achan, the fact of the matter is he is out for at least what appears to be a couple of weeks, and there is no way in hell they should even consider having him ready to go for the Carolina Panthers on Sunday because no. you don't need Devon Achan. That is your Baptist Health 
Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Uh, wanted you guys to hear something from uh, from last night. Uh, the Sacramento Kings played an exhibition game, a preseason game in Vancouver. Uh, Keegan Murray of the Sacramento Kings was tasked with getting the crowd fired up for some preseason NBA basketball last night. Uh, I want you to hear this. It is equal amounts cringe and awkwardness, and I feel so badly that the Sacramento Kings put Keegan Murray in this spot because he's not the face of the franchise. He is... uh, He's he's not even like an overwhelmingly significant role player. That's and they good, said good player. they said take the mic and uh, welcome everybody to uh, tonight's game. This is Keegan Murray, not exactly up to the task last night. Keegan, over to you. Uh, what's up, Vancouver? Uh, on behalf of the Sacramento Kings, we're just excited to be here. Excited to be in your guys' city for the first time. So uh, let's have a good night tonight. Oh, boy. Not exactly uh, pump up the crowd 101. Now, credit to the Vancouver crowd. They, I think they immediately started taking pity on him. So they started to make noises if he had really gotten him going. Let's the the over to you, Keegan, into the what's up, Vancouver. I mean, that is just masterful. Keegan, over to you. Uh, what's up, Vancouver? Uh, on behalf of the Sacramento Kings. We're just excited to be here, excited to be in your guys' city for the first time. So uh, let's have a good night tonight. Let's uh, uh, let's have a guys. Let's have a good night tonight. Uh, poor Keegan, he didn't deserve to be put in that spot. He's from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You know, he played for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, he's just chilling. He's just getting buckets. He's just a guy that wants to go out yeah, there and hoop. Not 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 speak to to twelve thousand people in Vancouver. Just one more time, Keegan Murray. Just getting everybody all frothing at the mouth last night. Keegan, over to you. Uh, What's up, Vancouver? Uh, On behalf of the Sacramento Kings, we're just excited to be here, excited to be in your guys' city for the first time. So uh, let's have a good night tonight. You know, it reminds me, though, Stone, when I first came down here to West Palm Beach and I was asked to, uh, to speak at the Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Fame for the first time, but I was, I was young and scared. I was very much a role player here at ESPN 106.3. It really brings me back, Keegan Murray, and the memories of, of what that first, uh, that first experience was like for me uh, in front of the, the folks at, uh, at the Palm Beach County Convention Center. Keegan, over to you. No, the, uh, the, the awkward speech. The awkward speech. <laughs> the awkward speech. Oh, okay, okay. Reset, yeah. reset, reset. <laughs> Sorry, guys. A little peek behind the curtain here. <laughs> you know, Keegan Murray's speech really, Stone, reminds me of the time I was very young, just down here nearly 20 years ago in West Palm, speaking at the Palm Beach County Convention Center. <clears throat> uh, 
What's up, West Palm? Uh, excited to be here, and let's have a night, eh? Ah, yes. Well worth it. That was good. That comedic timing was there. That was good. Man. Uh, Over to you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when we come back, uh, I, have, I have a question. I have a question about the, the current Vegas MVP odds because I don't quite understand them. And Theo, you deserve what's about to happen to you. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone the Banowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm sorry for everything. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone here on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Ah, uh, hey, good news. October means free shred days at I Think Financial. They're inviting you to securely discard personal and financial documents. Help those in need by donating non-perishable food items at each event. Enjoy refreshments, giveaways on select days this month at a branch near you. Each individual allowed up to 10 standard-sized banker's boxes of paper materials at a time for shredding. Certified document destruction shredding service offered to I Think Financial Credit Union members through MicroShed, a non-affiliated third-party service provider for I Think Financial Credit Union by participating in the free shredding service. You agree to hold the credit union harmless from all liability. Check out IThinkFI.org. IThinkFI.org. I think financial for the dates, the times, and the locations of free shred day throughout the month of October. And don't forget all the best concerts and events coming through I Think Financial Amphitheater in West Palm. Uh, the Athletic today had the newly updated Vegas odds. And so... I wanted to go through these, especially with you, Stone, because you are the man who pays attention to the betting odds more so than me and more so than Theo. And so this is, right now, the current MVP odds in the NFL. Okay? Uh, This is according to Caesars. They're the official uh, betting partner of the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is your favorite at plus 350 to win the NFL MVP through five weeks. Tua is second at plus 500. Josh Allen plus 600. Jalen Hurts plus 600. Brock Purdy plus 700. I don't understand. Let me just tell you why. And I I promise, Theo, I'm not trying to do this to chop down Patrick Mahomes in front of you. (laughs) But I don't understand how, and again, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite. And this is not even me saying Tua should unequivocally be the favorite. But Patrick Mahomes is the favorite at plus 350 to win MVP. Behind him is Tua. Patrick Mahomes is seventh in passing yards so far through five weeks. Patrick Mahomes is 18th in completion percentage. Patrick Mahomes is 18th in yards per attempt. Patrick Mahomes is fourth in QBR and 11th in quarterback rating. Okay. Tua is first in passing yards, third in completion percentage, first in yards per attempt, third in QBR, second in quarterback rating. I mean, that's a pretty sizable difference with key quarterback statistics. But even more head-scratching to me is how Brock Purdy has just broken the top five. (laughs) And I get that. We want... Ah, weapons, weapons. Look, uh, Tua has all those weapons, so it can't be him. It can't be him that gets all the credit, even though when Patrick Mahomes had the same weapons, it was all Patrick Mahomes, right? And then Brock Purdy, 
We don't want to give credit to Brock Purdy because he was drafted in the seventh round. This is all uh, a schematic fit. Brock Purdy, though, eighth in yards, second in completion percentage, second in yards per attempt, first in QBR, first in quarterback rating. Why are we valuing Patrick Mahomes so much higher than Tua and especially Brock Purdy when the numbers aren't even close right now? The production's not even close right now. What is this? Typically, I'd be able to point the finger to the fact that more people are placing the ticket on Patrick Mahomes and more of the money is coming in on Patrick Mahomes. Well, that's not even the case either. The biggest liability to the sportsbooks this year so far is Jalen Hurts. So that's not an answer. People yeah. aren't betting Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. Like Patrick Mahomes is incredible, but it, this to me speaks to a bigger point. That we give some quarterbacks all of the glory and all of the credit, whether it's Mahomes, whether it's Burrow, whether it's Justin Herbert, but for whatever reason, when it comes to guys like Tua and Brock Purdy, it's the system. It's got to be the system. What are we doing here? It, what is that? I will say this. Um, with Patrick Mahomes, at least. He is doing more with less um, than these other guys you're naming. And I think it's also a name but brand he, thing. But he was doing more with more three years ago and winning the MVP. Yeah, yeah because and, he put up 50 touchdowns and, and he won the AFC. And we've been shown that it's not actually about being valuable to your team. Yeah, it isn't. You're, you're right, it isn't. It's I think about the apparently books, now being a popularity award. I think it is. It's name recognition. It's projecting out that this offense is going to get better and that Patrick Mahomes is going to put up better numbers than he has in the first five weeks. I'm not sure why he's the odds-on favorite. Right. That's, that's puzzling to me, and I would never put money on that. Like, that's, he might eventually be the MVP. Yeah. Like, okay, I get it, but now through five... There's, he's there's, not been. No, there's nobody who can make a legitimate case that he has been the best quarterback, the favorite to win MVP through five weeks of the season. Yeah, and now that you're a conspiracy theorist, Theo, do you think this has something to do with the Taylor Swift effect? Just more eyes, more numbers. I, I, if he was an MVP, you'd be able to parlay the two. Like, it's I, not the worst conspiracy yeah. theory I've heard today. I think that probably bakes into it because like, the Chiefs are getting a lot more you know, eyes on them. But also, I think part of it could also just be if you had to bank on one person having in team success, whatnot, like if you're projecting out the end of the year, Tua, there's the injury risk. Well, why wouldn't Jalen Hurts be the favorite then? He also hasn't played well. I mean, he's played worse than Mahomes. Okay, but if you project out, you can make it a, a strong argument that the Eagles project out stronger than it's, the Chiefs. The help. The help around Hurts is different. So I think Mahomes will get all the credit if the Chiefs win 14 games. This feels very popularity contesty. I don't like that. We'll be back tomorrow. What else will we do? I don't know. It'll be dumb. That's uh, Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.